Welcome to the Sex and Astrology Podcast. I'm Brandy Joy. I'm your host. And today we are talking about your 2024 horoscopes. So I am going to be going over Cancer Rising in this video. So Cancer Rising people, you, this can also be Cancer Sun and Cancer Moon. If you are a Cancer, you're in the right place either way. But Cancer Risings, um, if you do know your rising sign, that would be the most impactful. You would get the most out of this um, horoscope. Okay. But all Cancers. Okay. So uh, you actually have Pluto, the planet of transformation, about to go through your eighth house. Woo. Yeah, that's that's a big, big one. All right. So... Um, from for the past since 2008 you have had pluto going through your 7th house of relationships partnerships so this has been a very transformative experience for you um, in terms of relationships so you've probably had a lot of restructuring a lot of like death and rebirth a lot of um, endings a lot of uh, just a lot of things happening over the past you know was it been how many years? I don't even know. Uh, 17 years, something like that. All right. Since 2008, though, you've been going through this transformation in terms of relationships. And uh, now it's going into your house of intimacy. Woo! So it's not over. Um, but it's not a bad thing. Um, so hopefully, your relationships are going to lighten up a little bit. But um, let's go over some of the things that might be happening as you go through this next 20 years of Pluto going through your eighth house of intimacy and other people's resources, shared things, inheritance and things like that, other people's money. Okay, so Pluto going through your eighth house. Um, this is just a very, this, this house itself is ruled, you know, Pluto rules it. Okay, so Pluto is in its house, really. Um, so this will be very deep, profound transformations for you psychologically, and especially in terms of your intimate relationships, and also the occult and the mysteries of life and death, all of that, you're going to be going through some transformations. So it could be very spiritual for you. Um, you'll go through a lot of intense experiences in terms of relationships and emotions still. Um, there's a potential for a lot of new beginnings, a lot of endings, also, um, financial rebirth. So this could lead to an overhaul of your financial situation, especially in terms of your partner's money, um, joint resources, investments, inheritance, all of that will go through transformation for you. All right. Uh, so it could lead to a good financial rebirth for you because by the end of a transit, again, this will be 20 years in the making, but, um, you know, it really will change you and transform you in that area. So let's say you want to be like, you want to get into stocks or something. You want to do um, something where you're investing money. Well, um, you might go through a huge learning curve over these next 20 years, and maybe you'll become like this amazing investor, right? Uh, so this is just a time of rebirth in the area of your very transformative deep house of the eighth house. Um, it can deepen your relationships a lot because now you've already gone through, you know, these past, what, 17 years or whatever of Pluto going through your relationship house. So you've already experienced a lot of rebirth in that area. And so now it's going through your house of intimacy. And so this will be more about deepening your intimate relationships 
experiencing more um, transformative type of experiences through this partnership or through different partnerships, whatever it might be, if you're with someone or maybe um, you, you know, have different lovers, uh, whatever it might be, uh, you're going to go through a lot of um, experimental type of things usually and transformative experiences. Um, so trust is a huge thing in this house. So the dynamics of trust and emotional intimacy are definitely going to be involved here. It's going to be very important for you to be authentic and honest about who you are and what you want in life, because this will lead to deeper connections with other people. You want to be very authentic uh, and, and also, you know, you don't want to be, um, you know, crazy about it or rude about it to people. You just want to be like authentic. You want to, you know, say, hey, this is who I am, you know. I want this in my life. You know, this is what makes me happy. This is what makes me emotionally uh, safe, right? So these are going to be things that come up for you. Um, emotional safety, um, intimacy, uh, what makes you feel connected to another person will come up. Psychological healing. You know, this is the house of psychology, the house of Tantra. Um, so this is a good time to start doing Tantra while you have a major transit going through your eighth house. Um, Pluto in the eighth, um, it can, it can bring a lot of healing and it can help you to even confront yourself and go through like dark night of the soul in that area. So this can be a time where your emotional wounds come to the forefront, especially in terms of your relationships and intimacy, where all of a sudden you go through these healing experiences and transform that part of your life. And therapy, um, can be very beneficial during this time. Because again, this is the house of psychology, the house, uh, this house is as deep in you as you can get psychologically. I mean, it is all about, you know, the lower chakras, the, the area of the body that is vulnerable. Okay. It's about you and your vulnerability, your emotions, your deep emotions. And also if you are interested in magic and the occult, this would be an excellent time for you to go through um, a transformative, uh, you know, experience in those areas that you're going to feel usually more inclined to explore um, the mysteries beyond the secrets of the universe, the occult realms, um, subjects like astrology and psychology and esoteric practices will become more significant a lot of times in your life when you have Pluto going through the eighth house, because those are, um, those are topics that help you to understand your reality and to understand yourself in a very deep and meaningful way. And so that is what it's going to be the forefront for you for these next 20 years. Um, so it'll go through a cycle of like, um, all of a sudden it'll start coming and you know, start feeling these things and then it'll come to a culmination point and then it will kind of start, you know, um, integrating into your life over these next 20 years. So it goes through this like whole, like, you know, up and down kind of thing. So power dynamics can also come into play because this is a house of power. So power dynamics in your relationships uh, will be highlighted for the next 20 years. It's a time to really examine your issues of power and control and relationships and partnerships. Um, you know, it leads you to that more, you know, I was talking about authenticity. It leads you to that more authentic expression of shared power and partnerships allowing the other to be them, allowing yourself to be you without an enmeshment and without like an attachment where you have to control each other because the eighth house will make you let go. You know, it will teach you that um, you can't control anything. It teaches you about being powerlessness, you know, being powerless, I should say. 
Uh, so it's the house of power, which means it teaches you about power, which means all of a sudden you realize you really don't have as much power as maybe you thought you did. Right. So it, it can definitely be hard lessons. So just be aware of that. And it can help you to face your unconscious patterns in life. Um, maybe uh, there's something about you where you keep attracting the same patterns. And so that will come to the forefront where you can kind of fix that. You know, it might take a long time, possibly. Depends on you. Um, if you meditate a whole lot or do Tantra and stuff, all of a sudden, like transformative things will happen faster for you. And you'll get on your right path easier. And that house will be more healing for you. So this period really encourages like a fearless exploration of your shadow, you know, of your shadow aspects, especially in terms of relationships and partnerships. Because again, this is the house of intimacy, sex, death, rebirth, shared resources. It's all about sharing and merging with others and realizing that power is shared and we need each other. You know, um, Tantra is all about the connection, the connection with the high self, the connection with other people. We're all connected. And that's what you're going to be going through is a lot of transformation in that area. 20 years, baby. All right. Let's talk about these other things that are going on this year, right? And then we're going to get into some positive, more positive, fun things for this year. But Saturn is in Pisces all year. Okay. So Saturn went into Pisces this past year in March, 2023. And so Saturn is going... (laughs) Pattern, <laughs> Pisces, Saturn, right? Uh, Saturn and Pisces, though, will be um, there until May 24th. And in your life, Pisces is in your ninth house. Okay, so Saturn is going through your ninth house this year, all the way until next year. The ninth house is about your belief systems. It's about, um, you know, expanding your world, your wisdom, your um, your beliefs and your faith, your truth. Uh, And that's why it has to do with like traveling and higher education and philosophy. It's all about the higher mind. It's about your higher mind. So um, during a Saturn transit this year in that house, it's going to be about, um, it's going to be like emphasizing a more disciplined approach to your beliefs and your philosophies in life. And maybe even higher education if you're in that at all, or if you're considering it. But again, it's about being more structured in that area, being more disciplined in that area, maybe coming across a teacher in that area. So all of a sudden, like you'll become more disciplined or, you know, it'll kind of force you to be more disciplined. It'll slow you down in that area. It'll say, hey, you need to think about this, right? Different things might happen that kind of put a little weight in that area for you. Um, So in terms of your spirituality, this is a very spiritual house. Um, So you might start looking for more of a structured approach in your spiritual life. Um, You could have some challenges and maybe all of a sudden you realize, oh, my belief systems are, you know, I I thought this and now I don't believe that anymore. You know, um, different things can happen, challenges and stuff in terms of belief systems. Uh, You could also establish like a very uh, new type of philosophy in life. So you might just kind of reevaluate everything. And all of a sudden, by the end of this transit next year, you might go, oh, like, I totally believe this now. And before I I had no idea that I believed this. Like, I didn't know that I even could believe that. And now I do. Like, your belief systems will transform a lot of times with Saturn going through um, your house of beliefs and faith and philosophy and all that stuff. 
Um, but yeah, um, you know, Saturn will really help you to kind of um, ground yourself in your spiritual discipline and your spiritual practices. It'll help you to ground down and to be more um, structured in your approach. And also, um, you know, you, you might end up like committing to some things that you didn't realize that you would really commit to and uh, changing the way that you are in terms of your ethics and honesty and, and things like that. If that's something that you feel like you need to work on, that can really transform uh, with Saturn there. It can help you to be a better person. Saturn's the teacher. Um, so the teacher always wants you to be better. So it's going to teach you any lessons you need to know in that house of beliefs and authenticity and stuff. Anyways, the eclipses are coming. <laughs> we have a two eclipse seasons every year. And uh, the eclipses, they, um, they're they happening in Aries and Libra right now. And um, this past October, October 2023, 20, um, we had we had a Libra. Um, new moon solar eclipse that happened October 14th. And so that happened in your fourth house. Okay, your your family and home. So when an eclipse hits a certain house, what it does is it like, it illuminates it, it, it will cause crisis, it will cause changes, it, unexpected events will happen, all of a sudden, it's like, what is happening right now in that area, right? So something new was eclipsed for you in your fourth house in October, 2023, right? So your fourth house, again, it could be your inner emotions. So the, anytime something happens in your chart, it can be internal or external, right? And so this could be more about your internal world, your emotional body and stuff, or it could be about your home life and your family, and especially the mother or father, because those are big in the fourth house, mother or father, father. So something new happened in October, 2023, a new chapter began. And in March, 20, March 25th, 2024, we have another Libra, but this will be an eclipse, full moon eclipse. Okay. This will be a Libra at five degrees, full moon lunar eclipse in your fourth house. So it'll be at the next chapter. So whatever happened in October, if nothing happened, no, not, it's not always going to happen. There's not always something huge going to happen. Sometimes it's really nothing, or maybe it's just more of an internal thing, a realization or something. But whatever happened in October, if something did happen, the next chapter is going to be in March. So March 25th, you're going to have a culmination, a full moon, which culminates. It makes, it brings things to the next level, right? So something started with the new moon eclipse in October, and now it's going to be like the next chapter here coming up in March, the end of March into April. And also in April 8th, 2024, we have Aries, new moon solar eclipse at 19 degrees. So this will be in your 10th house. Um, so your 10th house is your career, your, your public image, your social reputation. All right. So um, anything to do with your profession, if you have one, it can also have to do with authority or also um, mother or father as well. Okay. So April 8th, again, coming up, you're going to have an eclipse there in that 10th house. So transformations, you just never know what it is. It's a wild card with an eclipse. You know, it could be, uh, it could affect any of those areas um, and again, this will be new beginnings because this will be a new moon, new moon eclipse in your 10th house 
Um, again, this can be parents, authorities, your job, your career, um, also um, uh, your just your public image, your social reputation. So be aware of that um, as that happens April 8th, uh, April 8th of 2024. And then we have our next season of eclipses coming in the fall of 2024. So September 17th, 2024, you have a Pisces eclipse, full moon lunar eclipse, and this will be in your ninth house. Okay. So you know how we were talking about the ninth house earlier, your beliefs and all of that. We have Pluto, right? Going through beliefs and all that fun stuff. Higher education, or I'm sorry, Saturn. Yeah, Saturn. Um, so anyways, you have this eclipse happening there. And the eclipse is going to bring that to the forefront for you in September. So September 17th, full moon eclipse in your ninth house in Pisces. So all of a sudden, you know, something's going to come up, you know, it's, you know, very likely that something will come up for you or be illuminating in your ninth house in September. And that will lead on into October. It'll still be going because eclipses are a season. They happen for a while. They'll affect you for a good five to six weeks. Um, so October 2nd, you're going to also have another eclipse happen. And that will be at Libra four degrees. This will be a new moon eclipse. So new beginnings, a new chapter in your fourth house again. So new beginnings in your fourth house, again, is family, your emotions, your mom and dad, your home life, right? And uh, this will be, you know, new beginnings. So a next chapter. So watch whatever's happening in March, watch whatever happened in October, 2023. And then you'll see that that kind of theme keeps coming up for you. Um, so eclipses, uh, they last about a year and a half, two years um, in a certain axis. So right now they're in Aries and Libra. So that's your fourth and 10th house. So parents, authorities, career, and home life. Mm -hmm. A lot of transformations for you there. Um, now, before we get into the positive aspects, I want to mention one more, um, and that is the Mars retrograde. So the Mars, Mars retrograde um, will happen from December 6th at the end of the year until February 23rd of 2025. Okay. So this isn't happening until the end of the year, but I do like to warn people about Mars retrograde. Mars retrograde will be um, going through your first and second house because it will be retrograding in Cancer and Leo. And so this will be when Mars goes through one of your houses, it can make you more aggressive, more assertive, more risk-taking in that area. But when it retrogrades, it'll make you more agitated in that area. So this is going to make you more agitated overall and really affect your relationships. So just be aware of that. All relationships, especially partnerships, but all relationships. So just be aware of the agitation December 6th through February 23rd next year. The first house is yourself, right? It's your... It's everything about you. And so when the Mars happen, Mars retrograde happens there, it's kind of like a wild card on where it's going to affect your life. But overall, it just makes you agitated. So it could make you um, feel, you know, a little bit more assertive, right? A little more agitated. So just be aware of that. And if you start a an argument or a fight, maybe you, you know, get a little agitated and you start something, it can likely last quite a while um, because it's retrograding for a while. It retrogrades from December 6th to February 23rd, a couple of months, right? 
it's more than a couple of months. And so fights can go on for a long time during that Mars retrograde because Mars is a warrior and it's kind of a fiery, agitating kind of energy, um, very assertive, very aggressive. So you just have to be aware of that God of war <laughs> going through your first house and back into, um, Oh, from your second house and your first house. It can make you, when Mars goes, goes through your second house in general, to be in your second house, it can make you a little risky with your money. It can make you spend, you know, just don't want to spend money. And so just be aware of that and be careful not to be too risky and too assertive and too like aggressive with it. You want to pull it back a little bit and just be aware of that. I just like to give you warnings. Okay. It's always good to know these things. Uh, so um, then we have our positive aspect. Okay, so we have our positive aspects. Now, Uranus has been retrograding in Taurus since August 28th of 2023. And it's finally ending its retrograde, Uranus, January 27th of 2024, this month. So if you're watching this in January, it's still retrograding until the 27th. And Uranus retrograding in Taurus, um, it makes you feel stuck in that energy, right? Uranus has been in Taurus for about five years now. It takes about seven years to get through a sign. So it's been about five years at this point, I think. And um, it's going through your 11th house. So the 11th house is friendships and your your tribes, your groups, your communities, okay? Um, so it's already been going through there for five years for you. So you have already been having a lot of probably changes because Uranus will bring developments and unexpected opportunities and things, um, also shocks and crisis in the area. It's very electrical, electrifies that house, right? So friendships and social groups and communities, maybe you're meeting new people, new groups. Um, maybe you're getting rid of some of the old ones, right? You've been going through this transformative experience. And also it affects your, like, your hopes and your dreams. And also if you're into um, humanitarian type of things or helping groups. It can be animals or people or whatever. That's your 11th house. Um, it can be um, anything to do with like, you know how as we get older, all of a sudden we want to start like helping more even. We want to like get more involved in our communities and get more involved with helping in humanitarianism and things. Um, that becomes a big issue when anything's transiting in that house of the 11th house. Uh, so it will be... Um, conjunct Jupiter. Uranus will be conjunct Jupiter in April. So coming up in April, that's going to be really important for you to pay attention to. April 20th and 21st, um, Jupiter and Uranus will conjunct, means they come together. And when that happens, it will be in your 11th house. So unexpected developments and opportunities will really happen big time for you um, in your 11th house in April. Um, this retrograde has kind of made it feel stuck in that area. And now at the end of January, coming into February, it's starting to really starting to move forward for you again, where changes are going to finally happen for you again. And so if you were not feeling very social, um, feeling very alone or anything for a while, because of that, you're in its retrograde and your 11th house of social things. Um, now you're going to finally start moving forward. And in April, it's going to be even more big time. Because Jupiter expands things. Jupiter brings luck and opportunities and, and just expansion in the area. So Jupiter is going to hit Uranus there um, in your 11th house of friendships and communities and stuff. So you're going to have like uh, an opening to new social circles, 
Um, it's going to be a very opportune time, a very lucky time for you in terms of communities and social circles and humanitarian stuff and groups. Um, also, it can help you to just, you know, really focus on causes and be progressive and forward thinking, um, you know, and it's just a good energy of, break, you know, breaking free from convention and promoting like uh, almost like you could say rebellion, but not in a bad way. I mean, rebellion as in like the hippie movement or, or something like that, where people are trying to help, you know, trying to do the right things um, morally and ethically and stuff. They're trying to help people and, and life and animals and the earth and stuff like that. So this can be a good time to really get enthusiastic, to get optimistic, and to use that Jupiter energy uh, to make changes in the world and also to connect with other people that are of a like mind and develop new karmic friendships, you know, and what I mean is like people that maybe you've known in past lives or people that are going to have like a very serious purpose for you in this lifetime. Um, it's a good time to embrace change and to really connect with people when this happens. So again, this will happen all through April, big time. It'll be a huge influence all through April. Um, Anything to do with like causes and communities is going to be excellent for you. You're going to have a broader social network. So really use this energy and you're going to feel it and things are just going to come to you and stuff in this area. So this is going to be a lot of fun for you. Um, so yeah, I hope you have a wonderful year. And if you'd like to learn more about um, love and sex and astrology, I have a free guide on uh, all the signs, which is really fun on my website at brandyjoy.com. And I hope you follow me and I see you next week on my podcast, Sex and Astrology. Thanks.